Hello and welcome to the What If Movie Podcast, the movie podcast that simply asks, what if? Today we have another What If one-off for you, where we're going to talk about some of our favorite psychological thrillers. And uh, this topic was prompted by the new Steven Soderbergh film, uh, Unsane. So I thought we could maybe just talk about what we thought about the trailer real quick and then actually give off some of our favorite psychological thrillers. I love this idea. I This is my favorite genre of movie, I think. Um, and I've so, been married to you for five years and I didn't know that. I think you probably knew that. I've just never verbalized it in that way before. Hmm. Anyway, I think this trailer looks so good. I I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it so hard. Which means you'll um, be there too, yeah, Bryce. I'm, yeah. I, I guess so. I go. guess I'm going to this movie. Yeah. You, I think it looks so good. This is kind of like, this is my movie jam right here. Like, who's the bad guy? Is she really insane? We don't know. I'm 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 down. Um I'm not as enthusiastic about it, I guess, simply because from what I know at this point, this movie could go either way, because I feel like we've done the, um, is our main character crazy or not? Can you trust their point of view thing before? Shutter Island did that as the one that comes to mind recently. Recently? Um, Well, okay, wasn't that recent. (laughs) Um, but comes to mind most immediately um, for me. Uh, They did that uh, episode of The Magician's which I started watching recently and stopped watching recently too because I didn't like it enough. <laughs> but and Maybe you're just watching bad ones. It could be, and that could be. But the thing, like, the premise itself is not enough for me to get excited about this movie just because I don't know that there's... It's, I don't know, not that, not that a premise has to be original, but it on its own is not enough for me to be like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. I think what's kind of fascinating for me about it is that, like... So I'm a nurse. I I work in the medical field, and like I just know that that this can't happen, right? Like, like people don't accidentally willingly commit themselves. Like, like it's very clear that that's what they're signing, and like there's a lot of legal action that can be taken here if you like hold someone against. So that's to me kind of the interesting part is like, mm. well, what's actually happening here? And like, I don't know, kind of this, you know stalker idea she's seeing him everywhere and so is there a conspiracy know, the with last... the hospital too huh right okay. yeah. yeah i thought the whole trailer was just sort of unsettling I-, I like those stories with the unreliable narrators and for the character to question their own reliability and you know how they're assessing a situation is very intriguing to me i i happen to like Shutter Island very much, so I'm okay. I liked I liked Shutter Island too. No, I I, I don't Are you not. Sure, I did. I did like Shutter Island. Um, but be, so in like a good movie has been made based on, I think largely that not this premise. But I just feel of, like that's a that's a crappy thing to say because like like all movies are just reiterations of other movies that have been I, done I think, before. I think thrillers have less. Uh, repeatability than other movie genres. Well, well, let me let me throw this wrench into the conversation. Maybe this will make you want to go see it from a filmmaking aspect. Steven Soderbergh shot this entire film on an iPhone. Why? Because he can. Like, like, is it supposed to be like an advertisement for the iPhone? Like, oh, you can shoot a whole movie. 
I don't know, but that, that's what he did. And it's actually not the, the first movie to do this, uh, but it is another big movie, you know, by a big name director to actually pull this off and release it into the theater. I'm just going to say the, that fact makes Bryce want to see it less. <laughs> <laughs> I considered saying that. I decided not to. My question is, did they record the audio on the phone? I don't know. That's all I know. Okay. Mm. That would that would make me That would interested. be impressive. Yeah, because I yeah. think that'd be much more difficult to do. Yes, it would. Um, I'm, I'm just like, this is probably the most strife we've ever had on this podcast. Like, I can't... I'm not saying I don't oh like it. Goodness. I'm just saying the trailer didn't make me excited. Well, well hmm. since, uh, you know, since Bryce isn't sold on this movie, let's see if we can, you know, mention to him and, and all of our listeners some of our favorite psychological thrillers. Um, I've got my top three. They aren't necessarily ranked one, two, three, but I would say my three favorite. But what, what are some of your favorites? Why why don't you start us off, Doubter? I'd say easily my favorite thriller is Ten Cloverfield Lane. Ooh, I forgot oh, about yeah, that one. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's really mm-hmm. good. Yep, I think for me, and so like movies, I don't dislike the thriller genre. I think it can be done extremely well. And I don't honestly remember how I reacted to the trailer for Ten Cloverfield Lane. I know I reacted to the reviews it got that it was really excellent. And I've still only seen it the once, but I remember liking it. So even much. even the oh, last fifteen minutes of it, there are things I would change about the last fifteen minutes of it. I like the direction that they went in the last fifteen minutes because it was unexpected. Um, but I don't love how they did that. Agreed with that, but yeah, I actually had totally forgotten about that movie. It's so solid. That's why I was peeking at your list. Well, I was hoping cheat. it wasn't on there. <laughs> and I would add to my list too, despite the detractors in here, Shutter Island. <laughs> Which it's also been quite a while since I've seen, but I recall liking it. Hmm. I just, I feel like maybe you're just like mocking me now. I'm not. With my love of psychological thrillers. (laughs) What about you, Josh? What were some of your tops? Okay, well, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I've got some honorable mentions first. I think if we're going to talk about psychological thrillers, we have to at least mention Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. We got to mention mm-hmm. Darren Aronofsky's Requiem for a Dream, uh, which is a movie that you only need to see once, but it'll stick with you and it'll haunt you forever. I don't know why you would want to put yourself through that again, uh, but it's definitely worth a watch. And then David Fincher, I think, who has done some really great thrillers, Zodiac. Uh, was really haunting to me mm-hmm. while I watched it, uh, especially because it's mm-hmm. a true story. is pretty crazy to me. Uh, Fight Club has a nice psychological element to it. Seven and Gone Girl, four all by David Fincher. So he really has to be mentioned in psychological wow. thrillers. Yeah. Yep. And then definitely. Then my top three that I that I'm going with are David Lynch's Mulholland Drive. I've I've only seen it once and and oh man but it is just it's it's one of those where it sticks with you like Requiem for a Dream but unlike it I'm totally willing to watch it more times because there's just so many layers to it that I want to revisit and see if I can pick out different things that's one that uh, is really good I also am picking Christopher Nolan's Memento 
going mm. off that aspect of uh, an unreliable narrator, I think that, uh, you know, without giving any spoilers away, I think, and then the filmmaking of how he shot that and uh, edited it so it's all backwards uh, mm-hmm. is really a, an achievement. And then also uh, a fun one that uh, I can just rewatch. And, and it also has, you know, a message and some layers in there is Mary Heron's American Psycho with Christian Bale. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that, actually. I don't think I've seen the whole thing, which is weird. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got another Christian Bale one, uh, The Machinist, which is not my top, but it's definitely up there. And just I think Christian Bale is just like such an amazing maybe insane person mm, method actor <laughs> um, yeah for sure. i mean he just he lost so much weight for this movie i think it's maybe now that bryce reminded me of 10 cloverfield lane maybe that one's my honorable mention my um probably number two would be silence of the lambs it's just such a solid movie it's still creepy to me mm-hmm. i can still get a little i get the heebie-jeebies just <laughs> thinking about it and um yeah, I, Hannibal Lecter is just such a cool character, and like I just think that's such a solid, solid movie on on a lot of levels. Um, my number one, my number one, I'm gonna probably get a lot of flack for this is the 1944 Gaslight with Ingrid Bergman. Now I did know that you loved Gaslight. This is probably my all-time favorite movie. I mean, I just love it. So this is where we get the term gaslighting, mm-hmm. right? So she's her husband is convincing her that she's insane right um and but you don't know maybe she actually is and it's ingrid bergman and she's just so pretty and she's so good and i i just love it it's just the perfect and i think these you know old classic movies they just exist i i had a hard time um not putting psycho down as well Mm -hmm. i think psycho is just like such a classic thriller movie i just love these i don't know there's something gritty and grainy and like Ah, I just I just love those classic old movies. Yeah, it's almost well, I don't want to say like a better medium for the genre, but there is something just about the the quality and texture of film um from that time. Just I mean, and like literally the way the image is being captured and the technology used that I think lends it something to the genre. And there's just something like melodramatic about the way movies were acted in the 30s 40s 50s mm-hmm. um that we we kind of don't you know movies now are like uber realistic right and and it's great that makes it a cool experience but there's something just really i, I don't know i just i i dig it so gaslight is my number one awesome yeah i think those are all really good choices and i'm gonna have to check out uh gaslight i've heard it before and um, it made me think of people trying to uh, convince others that that they're insane is um, Girl on a Train, which I read the book and then I saw the movie with Emily Blunt and uh, disappointing. I I, I would say, you know, not only disappointing as compared to the book, but just itself as a film was disappointing. I was hoping that 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 aspect of the story would be uh, told a little bit better. So I'm glad that there's uh, a movie that that pulls it off really well, so I think that uh, you should all take a listen to every single thing that we mentioned. Yes, watch yes. all the movies. Yeah, go out and watch like those twelve movies yes. we just named. Yes, I I think you should because, like I said, 
This is my favorite movie genre, and I'm super excited for Unsane. We're going to watch it. We're going to watch it, and I'm fully prepared to like Like, I want to like this movie when we see it. The trailer just doesn't necessarily prepare me to do that. Oh, he's such a skeptic. Yeah. But when we do see it, I think we'll we'll let you know what we think, perhaps, probably. Why not? Sure. All right. Be sure to, uh, oh boy, oh boy. Ah. Go ahead, All right. Josh. Well, we would love to hear what some of your favorite psychological thrillers are. And so you can do that by letting us know on Facebook or Twitter, facebook.com slash whatifmoviepod or Twitter at whatifmoviepod. Let us know and we will talk to you later. Bye. Oh, Clue. Oh, come on. Yeah, the the 1980s Clue. That's, uh, I don't know if that's one or two. Number two. Uh, All right, we're stopping.